This is Hannah. This is Rachel. And this is What What I'd Like to Tell People. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm okay, you know, just uh, trying to keep busy with this quarantine. What about you? I'm good. I got out a little bit. I went to the store yesterday. It was the first time in two weeks, so it was nice to have some fresh air. Sad to see everything closed in my neighborhood, though, because usually my neighborhood is like really hopping, especially when it's nice. It was nice yesterday, so it's sad to see it closed. Yeah, well, you know me, I've walked around the neighborhood with you when it's really busy, and I could see you being like, what? <laughs> this is like a yeah. ghost town. I uh, I have not been out of the house since I picked up my medicines last week, so I have not had any fresh air, and now it's like, now it's required to stay inside, so. It's right. fun. It's fun. Yeah so, this, yeah, so this is our first official episode back from our spring break. We weren't expecting to be quarantined and apart, and now we have all this free time to do. So we did the bonus last week, so you guys did hear from us. But we did this interview at the beginning of March with Ontario, and he lives in Nashville, so it was a Skype interview. It was right when... COVID-19 was starting in the United States, and then also the tornado had hit in Nashville. So a lot of things happened right when we were doing the interview. So we were lucky to be able to talk to him, and he is telling people about planning, and he plans weddings, and we'll post pictures of that and, and everything, and it's exciting it really is, especially when you're, you know, having that business just start to flourish even more and more and finding your calling. So also today, we're recording Tuesday, March 31st, and this will come out on Thursday, but today is Equal Pay Day, and that is just kind of, we're not celebrating, but we're showing awareness that women still only make, on average, 816 sense for every dollar a man makes, which is crazy. And I know that that is actually the higher end because women of color even make less than that and everything. So it goes down. Right. And yes, it's like we have like some, um, we've gone forward some, but you know, we're still trying to, you know. Yeah, there's still more to achieve. And I think as long as we talk about it and have awareness for it, it will help with that. Agreed, for sure. I Hopefully, you know, someday, because in a, an article Hannah and I both read, it would definitely help the economy, too. They were discussing. So yeah, because women are the shoppers and the spenders. And if it's just a single woman or a single mother raising kids, like they really need to make that money and it would just add a lot. Even if they're not single and it's, you know, in a household, they're the money holders, they're the money buyers, they're the money deciders. So if they made more, they could really put it out there. Exactly. So hopefully someday, but... Yeah, so we'll keep on hoping. So Rachel, since you've been quarantined, do you have any... Netflix movies or not just Netflix, but any shows that you've been watching? Since we can't talk about what we're doing outside, we might as well just talk about what we've been doing inside. (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. I've been rewatching 30 Rock over and over again because it makes me happy. And it kind of keeps improv in my life because most of it's actually improv. Um, and then what else did I have? Um, goodness gracious. Oh, I saw two new, I saw this, um, two movies at the house, obviously. Uh, what was it? A uh, Ford versus Ferrari recently. Mm-hmm. So that that's a really good movie so um definitely worth seeing and forget the other one i'll probably remember later so what about you i binged all of schitt's creek so i highly recommend watching it my mom's been watching it my friend abby watched it we actually kind of watched it not together but we kind of finished it around the same time So I am actually restarting it because it was so good and it was so uplifting and made everything good during this time, which I feel like we really, really need. So if you need something funny, watch that. And then I've also been baking a lot during this time, not just binging. And I'm still able to work. Luckily, I'm very, very lucky. I am working full time still from home. So Keeping busy with work and baking and hopefully some exercise in there because with all my sitting and baking, it's not going to look good in June. Yes, but, you know, you got we're in quarantine, so you got to make sure you're happy and healthy. So, you know, baked goods are always good to me. So I right. <laughs> and I guess for me, besides like I meant to say, I actually been cooking more, too. So it's been kind of nice and I'm working on our podcast stuff too I just realized yeah it's been kind of nice at a time because you and I were talking that we've been trying new things it's been nice yeah well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Ontario he is a co-worker and great friend and I really enjoyed recording this with him enjoy we are here with my good friend slash co-worker Ontario hi Ontario hey Hannah Rachel's not gonna talk <laughs> Hello, everybody. Apparently, I was waiting to say my name. (laughs) We are doing this via Skype. It's, you know, one, Ontario lives in Nashville. We are glad that he's safe after the tornadoes. Last week, this is being recorded on March 9th. So the tornado just happened last week. And I'm so glad that you're safe. I texted him that morning because I was like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to you. Uh, Thanks, Anna. So we're via Skype for that and the coronavirus. So we're not going to get sick. (laughs) We're staying away from each other for (laughs) this. So, Ontario, you want to tell people about party planning, and that's what you hope to kind of create or have a career in. And you've already, you were part of a business. I don't know what you want to kind of get into or tell people about it. So, do you want to give a background? Yeah, I'd, I'd first like to start off by saying how I actually got into the business. Um, it was re- kind of like a coincidence. I was actually attending um, a wedding for two of my college friends um, that met at Belmont University. That's where I went to school here in Nashville. Um, and they had planned their wedding at this like really rustic venue here in Nashville um, called Houston Station. Um and so I attended their their wedding, and while I was there having dinner, two of my best friends from, or I should say two really good friends, they've become 
better friends since then. Two of my good friends from college, they were running around the venue, like, and I could see they were actually helping people, like, here and there. And they were dressed in black, and they had on their name tags. And so I was like, Sam, Sarah, like, what are you all doing here? And they were actually the director and assistant director of the venue. Um, and they had planned this whole wedding and it was really, really beautiful. And so I spoke with them and I was like, you know, I've never, I don't have experience in event planning, but this is something that I feel like it would be really fun to do. And so I asked Sam if they ever needed any help, could I help out? And so like she texted me and we grabbed a bite to eat a few days later and, um, she was like, we'd love to like give you a chance to help out and just see where things go. Um, long story short, I helped out for two weeks with events. And after two weeks, they like hired me as like one of the venue managers, um, kind of like through an internship. Um, and I did that for two or three months and then they permanently hired me. And it has been like such an amazing ride since then. Um, I started working there, I believe it was in 2017, um, and I've been working events consistently like every week since I started there. Um, and so I, I started there and then um, also at, um, at my full-time job, my healthcare job, I've been not voluntold, but I've really just volunteered myself to plan all the events there. Um, we have like birthday parties and going away parties and just so many we different things. We have all staff meetings that you yeah. help with. All staff that's, meetings. That's awesome though that you can incorporate both jobs though together and get to do that too and do what you love too within that job. Yeah. And it was so, it was really cool because my manager at my healthcare job, like, you know, that's not really what I'm hired for. I'm hired to be an analyst. But yet they would give me the opportunity to really plan these events and allow it, allow me to do it while I was on the clock. And they considered it part of like office engagement and helping boost morale. And so it's like they kind of created this fun extra activity for me to do at work. And it's been so much fun. It's taught me a lot. Um, I think just working in events, it does take a lot of patience. Because when you're working with people, there's so many different personality types and different backgrounds, and you're trying to please everyone, you know, as best as you can. So it's really taught me, like, a lot of patience, and it's just been so much fun. And now um, I've kind of, like, I started um, a business with another one of my college friends, and I did that for about six months. We planned about four or five weddings on our own and some other little like celebrations and events. And that's another type of job that I had in this time frame that I learned a lot from also. And then I had to step back from that and then just continue with my part-time job at the venues I work for and my job as an analyst. So, but yeah, it's taught me a lot. So I, I really, really love it. Do you want to talk about helping at the CNC Awards? Yes. Yeah, that was really, oh, I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many events I've done, and it's hard to kind of, like, keep track. But um, I did I did that twice. I actually helped out with the CNC Awards. The first time, um, it, was, it was the CMAs, actually, the CMA After Party. It was hosted downtown. I don't listen to country music. I'm sorry. I'm like, the CMT award. 
<laughs> Same here. I don't listen, Yay. but I find that amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Even though I have lived here since 2010, I'm not. I'm still not like the biggest country music fan. But Downtown I, Nashville is amazing with like it, just walking. Yeah, country the, music fan or not. Yeah. <laughs> Just the energy of downtown Nashville is something to experience in and of itself. So um, being able to do like the CMA after party um, downtown was like really cool. Um, I um, I basically helped decorate the, the venue. There were three levels um, at the venue that we were at and like all three levels were just so well decorated. There was a lot of floral, a lot of candles and I came on kind of the day out to help oversee everything um and that was just that was one of the bigger like the majority of the events that I do now are weddings so doing an after party like this was a really cool experience just to kind of step out of my element and just experience something different so that was a that was a really cool experience and I did meet a few celebrities while I was there and I just I learned a lot from that too it kind of prepared me for now I now um, currently, I do like weddings and corporate events and charity events, a lot of silent auctions for schools. That's a really big thing in Nashville. Like a lot of the private schools, like they'll have silent auctions to raise money for like a new playground or like a new cafeteria or school books, textbooks or, or things like that. And so um, I am I'm given the, the honor to like help plan those things and it, it takes a lot because when you have your silent auctions, there's like they they normally have like artwork that the kids will do or they'll have like tickets to like a Preds game or um, which, you know, the Nashville Preds is a huge thing um, here in Nashville. So they'll do different things like that. And um, I get to help organize all that stuff and come in the day of and oversee it all to actually see it come into fruition what we've planned so yeah it's it's been really cool you would do a lot especially you having a full-time job on top of that wow yeah yeah and i go ahead hannah i was gonna say going back to the celebrities that you've met can you say who you met i'm all about like yeah same here rush with so reba reba was there oh Um, was she nice oh my gosh she's like She's just how you would expect her to be. I didn't get to speak with her very long because she was speaking to other guests, but she's very, like, she's such an elegant woman. And I feel like even on TV, she appears that way. And in person, it was just like confirmation, you know? I feel like some people, you may see how they act on TV, and then in person, they're different. But she's just very classy, very down to earth, and very sweet. And um, she's just a very warm person. So, even though I only got to speak with her for a few minutes, like I, I really enjoyed meeting her. Um, and then I also met, gosh, what's his name? Um, Darius Rucker. Um, he's another. <laughs> the country singer. The country. Well, yeah, that was obvious since where we were. <laughs> I, um, he's like, um, I feel like he brings the diversity to country music. He's an he's a black country singer. Oh, that's cool. Um, Wasn't yeah. he a part of a band? Um, it's just <laughs> nice to have the diversity because it's usually white. Or did he <laughs> yeah, win? Or something? Or did he win like America's Top or something? 
Um, he may have. I, I'll be honest. I didn't know much about him until I met him. Okay. And once I met him, I was like, oh, well, let me listen to some of his music. I was right. He was a part of Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. That's the band he was a part of. Oh, that's cool. Look at Hannah. Yeah, I, I know. For West Virginia. That's like. That's yeah. So I'm not just another pretty face. <laughs> You are, you're beautiful and intelligent. Yeah. So besides the, um, the awards that you did along with a few weddings, do you have any favorite moments that, like, you know, made you be like, this is what I really love to do? So I will say every single time that I do a wedding and my favorite moment is right before the bride and her father or whoever's walking her down the aisle goes down the aisle and I'm always the one that helps open the door to enter the bride into the main area. And for me, it never gets old. I have done so many. I, I'm pretty sure I've done like over a hundred weddings now and uh, over the course of like three or four years. That's and, why when I get married, I am calling you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, well, I might have to call him also. Right. <laughs> Everybody listening should call in He has experience with like all yeah. of <laughs> What's your number so they can call you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I could definitely see that being an emotional part to just opening that door and helping out because like that's like, you know, that tiny mo that tiny moment for the bride and the dad, but it's so special at the same time. So. It is and it's really special because I always tell the bride, I'm like I always tell her, We'll open the doors when you're ready. You know, I, I don't want, when you plan such a big event and it's like, it's, you know, it is about the bride and groom, but, you know, if we're honest, it's mainly about the bride, it's the bride's day. Um, and I always just like to give the bride a moment to kind of take it all in and like just kind of prepare because once you walk into the room, like that your guests haven't seen you the whole day, you know, the bride is getting ready and she's, she doesn't want anybody to see her dress. So it's like, this is the literally the grand entrance. And so it's good for the bride, I think, to just take a deep breath and kind of enjoy it and realize like everyone, the room that you're about to walk into, it's filled with people that love you and that are there to support you and what you're doing. And so it's like, it's such a special moment. And it's, you know, I feel like to some people it's cheesy, but to me, it's it's the best thing in the world. And then you open the doors and everyone stands up and it's just, oh, I love it. That's my favorite part for sure. I love that. Plus, you have to <laughs> cherish that small moment before you go out there with everyone. You get to have that whole to yourself and then be like, all right, my new journey, basically. So. Yeah. And then I shut the doors behind the bride, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> your face right now is so glowy. Like, uh -oh. you can see yeah. it, like, while you're talking about it. It's so it's great. So it just shows how much you love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. And from the very first wedding I did until the most recent one I just did, like, last weekend, that moment is still, it, like I said, it never gets old. But that is that is my favorite part. And and then, too, like, the venues I work for, typically the bride and groom will have, like, their ceremony and reception there. So we have to do, like, a flip, you know. Like, we flip the room after the ceremony, and then the guests will go into a separate room for cocktail hour. And we shut the doors, and we flip the room, arrange the chairs. 
the tables, the linens, the flowers, the candles, everything. And it reminds me of Fantasia, you know, the Disney movie. And it's just like every little thing is, and this is where you see all the vendors come in, the floors, the caterers, the bartenders, like furniture, lighting, sound, everything. And my job is to oversee all of those vendors and to make sure they're doing exactly what I asked them to do. And that is also, that's like my second favorite part because like once it's finished, it's like, okay, I see myself, how I describe it as a planner, I'm like a painter and I have a blank canvas and like the bride and groom are like telling me what they want on the canvas. And it's my job to use my skills and talents to paint the picture and then like, I uncover it and hopefully wow them with what I've painted. I'm sure you do. I'm sure, because I know what I have seen whenever he has a wedding and you've texted me photos. (laughs) I'm just like, it's Harry (laughs) It's amazing. It really is. And I I will say, as far as my planning goes, um, something I've learned over the years that really helps me like when I first started out, I'm, I, I feel like I have a very type A personality. I'm like super organized. I really like things to be like in a certain place. And so when I first started, I would have like a calendar on the wall. I'd have a agenda. I'd have like my digital on my phone and all this. And what I have learned as a personal goal to myself to keep my sanity is to make the organization of each and every event as simple as possible. So now when I plan events, like everything is done on my phone. I have my calendar. I literally use Note, like the app, the Notes app on my phone. And I make it as simple as possible. And I've learned that when I have everything compiled into one thing, it helps the flow go so much better. Um, and it's just really worked well for me. So it's it's nice. Like even the seating chart, like seating charts are like, oh, my gosh, they can be. I love when a bride says to me, Oh, I just want to do open seating. I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, when you get preferences, I will help during the planning process. I assist. I try to assist with the seating charts. And like the typical wedding I do, the average size is like 100 to 150. So we have all these tables and chairs and, you know, Aunt Martha wants to sit next to Billy and Billy wants to sit next to Thomas. And it's like, okay. So, um, like, everything like that, even the seating charts I keep on my phone, and it just helps. Everything goes so smooth. So I've, I've really evolved and learned what works well for me with doing so many events back-to-back. No matter what type of event it is, it really helps to have everything in one place. So it sounds like it helps with your stress level then, too, so you don't get too stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be like, what do I do with this? I don't understand. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to have a guide. For, you know, this is how Ontario does weddings. Yeah. Well, that, that's how you'll become famous. Have you ever had, like, difficult, like, vendors or anything when you guys are trying to set up everything where you had to be really strict? Because I would be always, ah. So I, I will tell you, and I have always, I'm the youngest of three, and I've always been very shy. I've never been, like, the outspoken type. I've, I know Hannah's like, what? <laughs> I think I've grown into myself. <laughs> but I can, I, I feel like being a planner has actually helped me have more of a voice and be more, um, like have more of like an authoritative role. Like when you're a planner, you have to be, um, because you are literally there to make sure everything that 
no matter if it's a bride and groom or a school, like doing a charity event, the client, you want to make them happy. So, yes, I have run into scenarios where I've had difficult vendors, and I just have to be very matter-of-fact and let them know, like, for example, two weeks ago, um, one of the venues that I work for, our preferred vendor, our preferred furniture vendor, um, brought the wrong size dance floor. And in addition to that, they also didn't bring mats to go up under the dance floor. Um, the venues I work for, they were remodeled, and they have the original hardwood floors from the 1800s. So whenever there's a dance floor, you have to put mats down on the floor to protect it. So I just had to let them know we were getting, we were doing the flip. We only have one hour to flip. And they brought the wrong dance floor. And apparently there had been some miscommunication. And I had to, you know, just let them know from the recent, the most recent email that was sent, like, this is the dance floor that I need. And I also need you all to get mats for the floor and we're not starting until we get what we need. You know, it's just kind of like, you just have to tell them because, and so they literally had to drive 20 to 25 minutes back to their location. And what I did, I just, it was like cocktail hour and 15, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, people love to drink, but you know, they also get hungry. So I just had to expand the cocktail hour a little longer to give them time to get back and, do the dance floor because it was too small and we had a large group oh, and so you know she solved that yeah, yeah because that it sounds like you know even if you're running behind a little at least you have already like a little plan in motion to in order for it to keep going because i know <laughs> weddings don't go yeah. as, as we we see them <laughs> that's so true and as a planner you always have to be able to give yourself a little wiggle room because No day is perfect. Anything can happen. Let's stop here so our listeners can subscribe. That way they can be notified of our next episode. They need to also like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now back to our show. Antaria, this is the part where you get to tell us what you'd like to tell people. Okay, so as someone who's in the planning business, I'd like to tell everyone um, that planning should be something that's enjoyable. I feel like a lot of people stress over planning and the organization and even the idea of it really stresses some people out. But I can honestly say from someone who had no experience to someone who has a lot of experience now, um, I believe if I can do it, I believe anyone can do it. It just really takes, um, really what it takes is just actually caring, caring about that person, the client or whoever you uh, come in contact with. Um, you really just have to care about what they are envisioning for their special day, whether it be a wedding or a charity event or a corporate event, and just try and be a good communicator, plan well, simplify as much as you can. Keep everything in one place if you can, even if it's a notebook. Um, take it back to, like, our school days. And, like, I've even had um, – events where I just have a a three-ring binder and I get the dividers and I separate things like that. That's that's what I really want people to know is it it is doable. 
and um, try and enjoy it and try and be the painter. Try and be that person that actually takes what the client or whomever it may be, even if it's a family member that's wanting to celebrate like their 60th birthday party. Listen to all the things that they want. Um, Be very attentive and just try and paint that picture for them. Um, And when you do your best and you put love into anything, I think it's bound for success. Um, I've always viewed, I try and view everything that way. When you really care about something and, and put love into it, it will be successful. So I just like to encourage anyone out there to, to be excited about planning. And there's so many tools online and different things that you can utilize as well. So um, don't let planning scare you. It's actually really fun. And I love to plan. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she does. Thank goodness. Yeah. I, I'm the artsy side. <laughs> <laughs> My does not you, you have to be creative to plan. Oh, you do. It's the, you really do. I just I, my brain could only work if there's like a lot of colors and drawing. I guess I could plan. I just have to have <laughs> tools because for me, I have to have a lot of colors because I'm so visual. Like if I don't have them, I don't get it. I'm very visual as well. And you know, I had to learn what works best for me. You yeah. know, what works best for someone else may not work the same for me. Um, yep. But as long as you get to the same end goal of being able to do and bring into fruition whatever the person is wanting you to do that's what matters the most that's true that's how I do it with my clients too I have to, I have it like on paper form then in digital form too and even just draw it out for myself and somehow that makes sense for me so. right there you go well, there you go <laughs> I'm so excited for you and Terry I feel like you are going to be the party planner for the stars and this is just a start for you this is going to be the belief you need is our podcast and I'll have to definitely take a look at some of your photos, too, because yeah. that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank yes. you. And you'll be in, like, People magazine. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> we'll be like, we interviewed him and right. with him. <laughs> yeah, you can't forget me. when you I speak. would never. You've been, well, like, Number one cheerleader, Hannah. Well, plus we're going to have a part two interview, too, when you're famous. So don't yeah. forget. Don't Absolutely. Forget. I'll never be too famous to do a, do a podcast for you guys. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Thanks you for diving in. I'm so glad you were safe last week. Thank you. And one thing I would like to say, happy belated International Women's Day to both of you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I meant to start off with that. I forgot about it. I was going to be aired like a month after. That's okay. It's so belated. Every day, every day we should celebrate women. Absolutely. I agree. agree. Thank you. Thank you all so much. So what did you think about this episode, Hannah? I might be biased, but, you know, I love Ontario, so I really, really enjoyed listening to him. I feel like he got super excited when he was talking about wedding planning, and he really enjoys just planning parties and events in general, and it's just his passion, and you could really hear that within his voice. And we were doing a video chat, and you could see it in his face. He just lit up, and... You know, I feel like I'm biased towards him because I've worked with him. He's helped me out on my old project. 
and he would help me when I went to Nashville with my all staff meetings or just with anything I ever needed. He was always there to assist with and just make sure that it went smoothly. So I, you know, owe so much for him with the success of my career, I feel like. I yeah, what that's all. <laughs> well, I think exactly the same as you. You could tell in his face and just like how you could hear it in his voice too. And he's definitely going to go somewhere someday, especially because when we post the photos on Thursday or today, actually, guys, you're going to love it. They're definitely beautiful work. Yeah, the way he does flowers, and I'm a granddaughter of a florist, like my grandparents, they had a flower shop, greenhouse, so I am very judgy when it comes to flowers, but his flowers are gorgeous, and I always tell him that, that I am definitely a critic, and he surpasses everything. And you know me, I already want to draw one of the one photos you showed me, <laughs> so... Right. So that yeah. just shows how talented he is, too, that people even want to, you know, draw it or take photos, et cetera, and want their bouquets done. Right. Right. I know. I I think it's, you know, really awesome. So we actually will go ahead and end this episode. We have a few things. Next week we already have our episode recorded. It's telling people how to work from home. I think that's what we settled on the title and it's what not to do when working from home. So it's really cool. Rachel's friend Patrick, we interviewed him. So tune in next week to listen to that. And make sure you subscribe on whatever platform and leave us a review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also now on LinkedIn. So you can oh, check us yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We got post to LinkedIn now, too. So check it out, guys. Be our friend. Yeah, so just make sure you like us on all platforms and tune in next week. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Hannah. Until next week. And this was What I'd Like to Tell People.